0: Hello, and welcome to Knights of the Hardcover. It's our brand new podcast dedicated to discussing and summarizing fantasy books, their lore, and all the things that we love about them. My name is Brandon Castle. Joining me on this hero's journey are Chris Lauer. Hey, 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 glad to be here. And Zach Mysick. Hey, everyone. Essentially what the point of this podcast is, is every couple of weeks, we're going to read a book. We're going to tell you about it. Some of them are going to be well-known fantasy books. Some of them are going to be lesser known books, but uh, we're going to kind of give a summary and a rundown of what the book's all about, how the magic system works or how the lore or whatever it is in the book, how it all works. Uh, and then we're just going to talk about it, answer some questions, joke around, have some fun, who knows, but um, we're really looking forward to it. We're going to try to get it out every other week, but, um, we're, we're full-time working human beings. So who knows if that'll happen, uh, Uh, stuff we have upcoming though, and then planned as of right now, we're going to have shadow of the gods. It's going to be the first episode. It'll be a, a summary episode. Then we're going to hit Hunger of the Gods and anything Brandon Sanderson and hopefully the second trilogy of Red Rising. is, is kind of what we have planned and on the books right now. Uh, we'll have more and other things come up as, as they come out. So we'll keep you updated, but we appreciate you listening or not if you're not. But uh, today we just want to kind of introduce ourselves and tell you a little bit more about our experience with fantasy books and some of our likes and dislikes in the genre. So on that note... We're going to just answer a few questions that we have laid out here. Uh, First one is what was the first fantasy book series you guys fell in love with or the first one that you read?
1: Okay. So for me, it's, it's a little bit cliche maybe for our generation, but the first fantasy series I fell in love with was Harry Potter. Ah, Of course. (laughs) Grew up on that stuff. Grew up on that stuff. It's basic and it's, it's just the best. you know. Um, I think I went to the first movie when I was a kid, and that was before I started reading the books. But I remember one summer, that's all I did. I, I think I caught up. It was the summer that uh, the seventh book came out. And so I spent most of the summer reading all the Harry Potter books, and then I got to read the seventh one. And it really, it really started me off. But I would say, too, I didn't read a lot of fantasy after that. I didn't read a lot of books, period, until Game of Thrones came out. So Mm. I got two answers here. Harry Potter when I was a kid, Game of Thrones and my more adult life got me into adult fantasy um, and kind of showed me that I could really,
0: really enjoy that kind of thing. Zach, do you have the same answer? Cause that's, I mean, that's mine too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
2: uh, ultimately that was a first book that I fell in love with fantasy, but the first fantasy book that I read was The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Oh,
0: Good one.
2: Yeah, that was my first one. I did really like that first book I was really confused at like the later books, so I kind of fell off it after the second or third book. But then so do you I mean by a...
1: first book? Do you mean the first book in the series, or do you mean like The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe?
2: I mean, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was the first one that I read. And then okay. I
1: think,
2: what, Prince Caspian or something is the next one? I don't know. and Isn't there that isn't yeah. kind of like debatable of the correct reading order for some of those? Well,
1: there's there's one, I think, that takes place in the timeline, at least one that takes place before... Line Witch, and Wardrobe, but okay. I'm not sure which one it is. I never read it.
2: Yeah. But yeah, that was my my first book, and I kind of fell off of it, but I did enjoy the first one. But yeah, Harry Potter, that was one that really made me fall in love with it, and Chris covered it pretty well.
0: Yeah. I mean, Harry Potter was, I think, my first chapter book. Um, my mom hmm. and I would would switch off reading every other chapter, and so that's what really sparked my love of reading. But like Chris, I didn't really read a whole lot of fantasy after that until... I mean, I did, I read that when I was six, so I guess it was a year and then the Lord of the Rings movies came out and I saw the first one mm-hmm. of those and I was like, Oh my God, this is what fantasy is. So then I read those books right after. And that's Absolutely. what, that's what really got me into fantasy. So that'd be my yeah. first and true love.
1: I love it. I love it. What's the uh, next
0: one? Um, So obviously with fantasy, there's lots of weird tropes. Um, Basically every book kind of shares some similar themes. So what's your favorite and least favorite fantasy tropes. Zach, you want to go? Yeah, I can start.
2: Um, I think my favorite fantasy trope is like the old, or I guess it doesn't have to be like old, but that the mentor, the mentee, kind of a mysterious mentor that knows everything about the magic system and kind of slowly gives breadcrumbs to their mentee, kind of more like the yeah. Dumbledore, Gandalf, even like Yesna and... Um, the Cosmere. Those kind mm-hmm. of characters I, I really like. Um especially when they when the author when the author kind of gives you information in a timely manner too through them. It it does get annoying when they purposely withheld information to serve the plots, but I think when it's yeah. done right, it's 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 my favorite part. Um, do you want me to cover my least favorite tropes too?
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah go ahead.
2: Okay. I, I have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> i
0: figured you would <laughs> yeah
2: the i think like a big one and it's not just fantasy but the when you can clearly tell there's an author stand-in character in the book mm, um, mm. i think that's kind of like a, a turn off when you can really kind of see the characters so that one is a big one and that kind of a related one is like men writing women i think that too you can kind of tell like Ooh, this this person that's one
1: Yep. Brandon and I were talking earlier, and I, I I booked it. I was like, definitely Zach pick here is going to be the men riding women. <laughs> yeah, yeah which, I with, which I agree yeah, with. Which I agree with. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so that
2: kind of breaks the uh, immersion, but I think like the a classic fa- fantasy trope that I am kind of tired of is the farm boy or slave becomes like the chosen, all powerful one. Mm. Um, I think sometimes it's done well if they're not like the most powerful one, and they have to make like a like an emotional sacrifice. I think those chosen one stories are good.
1: It's definitely well-worn.
2: Yeah, yeah. But the types where they basically turn from like a farm boy or a slave into like a god being, I'm not a fan of that. But if there's some sort of big emotional sacrifice they have to make, then then I, I like that better.
0: I had similar ones to you, so I guess I'll go next here. Um, for things I didn't like, uh, along the same lines as the men writing women is just – I believe the term is fridging in general, mm. um, not necessarily directly for women, but it's the absolute worst when it is women. So that's fridging is when uh, the author will kill off a character to drive the uh, to drive the storyline of a different character. And okay. So it's basically in every book, but it's oh my gosh, it's so overdone, and mm-hmm. it's yeah, those characters that are relying on that that person dying to drive their story forward are so one dimensional too. Um, it just yeah. gets really boring, so. I I would definitely say that's kind of the easy way out for an author, you know?
1: Yeah. I'll just kill their best friend, you know, like how do I get them to go do to go on this adventure, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and then my other one was the the chosen one. I get a little, I mean, I'm a big star Wars guy. So I guess it's probably surprising, but I I'm getting a little sick of that. It's it's there's a lot of chosen ones in in the fantasy worlds. And it's just like, I don't know. I, it's a little it's a little exhausting like why can they yeah. do that they're like oh they're just stronger than everybody else it's like okay okay <laughs> sounds good yep. so yeah absolutely.
1: um
0: and the one that i really really love is is the character breaking bad like a character you really learn to love and becomes one of your favorite characters mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they just like massacre children or like kill another main character or do something unexpected so like with shadow of the gods we see it in there you see it in game of thrones Every episode, <laughs> like it's, it's very, very prevalent in most stories. So, um, yeah, that's probably the one I really love.
1: Daenerys Targaryen.
0: Whoa! Spoilers.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we cut that out. Cut that cut out. It. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I can. I can hop in here. For least favorite, I, I cheated a little bit because I just wasn't have I wasn't having an easy time thinking of like tropes that I really hate, even though there's a lot of them out there. Um I, I couldn't really pinpoint one. So I'm just kind of I, I need the trope I don't like is when everything is extremely predictable and it follows like the fantasy path. Like I I need my fantasy story to break some well-worn tropes. So like if if you're breaking like or or what's what's one of the tropes you said you hated fridging
0: or like chosen one or anything like
1: that yeah chosen one or you know if if you just break a trope like that and and it's done well like that's what i need so any any fantasy story that isn't breaking any tropes that's just following along the same lines that's what i don't like well, I was just
0: gonna say, just like for Wheel of Time, like they have the Chosen One in that, but they don't have him as the focus of the story for most of it. Like they have like Perrin and and Matt, and some of the other characters that are like kind of the focal point of the story. So it kind of breaks away from the Chosen One of yeah. uh, that being the main character. But so as long as they deviate a little bit from the trope, yeah, I like that too. And then for my
1: favorite trope, I got um I actually have animal friends. So. You know, this is something that Brandon Sanderson does a lot, so I'm probably gonna end up getting tired of it, but but <laughs> I love a little buddy, you know, that's hanging out with the main character. Maybe it can't talk, it you know, it just kind of beeps or boops or whatever. They do it a lot in Star Wars too, you know, with the droids. But I love a little little animal buddy. That's a good one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Brandon does do it a lot <laughs> in every story. <laughs> yeah. There's some form of it, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good answer though. Um, all right, moving on to the next one. Um, so of all the fantasy worlds you've watched or read, what was the one that you would like to live in the most? Start with you, Chris.
1: I'll go, yeah. The, again, very cliche, but it was the first thing that popped in my head. I've always wanted, like, this is why people like going to Harry Potter world you know, oh, because yes. you just want to live in that world, you know, and I'm sure you might, you might pick it too, but it's just so obvious for me. I'd love to be a wizard. It's just our world, but better. Everybody has magic. And if you're not around when Voldemort's around, it seems like a pretty cushy gig. So
0: yeah, I mean, as long as the death eaters aren't wreaking havoc, it looks like the most, I mean, magical place in the world, but like, it looks like an yeah. incredible place to, to live. The vibes are good. Plus, you can just have, like wave a wand and everything's done for you. Never doing dishes again, never <laughs> doing laundry again. You're like all chores gone.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, that was also my answer. Um, but since you took it, I <laughs> will go, I'll do a dark horse and do Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Way, way out there, way out there. But I want to live inside <laughs> the chocolate factory. <laughs> There's you a want bonus. to be Willy or Wonka? Or uh, I don't want to be Wonka, but like maybe like the the CEO, COO maybe. I don't want to be the yeah. CEO, but I'll do operations. What would you
1: do with uh? What would you do with all the you know short dudes? I can't remember what they're called. The Loompa. Loompa. Uh,
0: yeah, I'd you, probably would join you keep in them their, around? Yeah, join in their hijinks. I wouldn't, you, mean, I wouldn't uh, keep like slaves like Willy Wonka does, but I'd probably, you know, they would we'll, get a wage, and if they wanted to, they could leave. <laughs> I'd let them unionize for oh, sure. Wow. Yeah, Brandon, that's <laughs>
1: okay, a, that's
2: good. literally the worst job I can imagine. You have those children <laughs> dying in your factory. You're going to be the one that has to resign for that and get sued.
0: I don't think. Yep. What was his name? Yeah, again? you
1: don't have to invite the kids. You don't have to invite the kids. You could just live in in the. That's factory. where he really
0: messed up. He he had an <laughs> ideal situation till he invited those kids in there. Yeah, but you're gonna have to yeah. deal with Willy.
2: You're gonna have to deal with Willy Wonka himself and his wacky ideas. You're gonna have to bring him down to earth.
0: I mean, it's not that much different than where I work now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my answer. Maybe not the best answer. Just came to the top of my head since since he stole Hogwarts work oh. from me. But. Oh, yeah. um, okay. Zach, what about you?
2: Um, my pick was the Shire. I think that is like the most cozy, peaceful, and like beautiful place. I honestly yeah, didn't even think one. about like Harry Potter, or Hogwarts. I think I would honestly hate living there, just like with with like the stairs changing randomly <laughs> and <laughs> random <laughs> doors or walls. You have to remember exactly which. You know which stone you need to tap, or which brick you need to
0: to hit, or you have to give a
1: riddle things. to the wall. Yeah, that's your
0: big complaint about Hogwarts: the architecture. In, <laughs> well, 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 just like <laughs> not, like not the sorcerer's stone in the basement, or like, well, like you could go to, you could go to the American die. school. Yeah, yeah, there
2: you go. Whatever. It's but
0: called, even whatever. but
2: even like the cities too, you have to tap on walls, and you have to risk burning yourself alive with flu powder to travel. I don't know. <laughs>
1: But uh, like hard walk, disagree. yeah
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah and i know there's some stuff happens in the shire that isn't pleasant but
1: <laughs> yeah i like that, yeah. I like that the,
2: yeah it's like that or like the two rivers i think both those places oh. would be like those like cozy secluded
1: yeah See, peaceful place. Is pretty nice yeah, yeah. there's a reason yeah. they're all
0: like we're from we're just two rivers folk. And yeah we just live off the land you know everyone
2: knows each other the drama is really low stakes and fun so you basically
0: up. just want to live in nebraska is what you're saying yeah. <laughs> hey oh <laughs> hey um for those of you out there that don't know we're all three from nebraska so that was a dig on ourselves okay uh, <laughs> uh, those are good answers the shire was always intriguing living in a hobbit hole yeah was awesome mm-hmm. um all right last question here uh before we wrap up for our introductory episode uh what magic system is your favorite favorite can be a loose definition of like most powerful or what looks most fun or whatever so interpret that how you will Brandon, why don't you go first on this one since you haven't gone first yet okay this is kind of a weird one um it's not the most practical but the 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 magic system in warbreaker
2: oh my that was mine
0: oh oh really no way no way way. Uh, it's the absolute most unique magic system in basically any book i've ever read it's very like using color to um what's it what do you infuse no what's the what's the word Breaths. for it uh, it breath, uh investiture? Um, investiture, investiture yeah yeah um use your breasts and in, in color for investiture and that's just really unique and very cool so and yeah. it's very limited too which i always like like having i i don't know in harry potter it seems like they just have unlimited magic and they you know can do it yeah. as much as they want to so i like having like a a limitation on it too so well, and
1: i like that it seems very um modest at first and then you hear what the uh what you can do if you have like you know x amount of breaths and it's like oh wait this can get pretty crazy huh you know
0: well i mean even oh, with good. just like the one breath he was he's was doing some pretty crazy stuff yeah, at the beginning absolutely. so yeah yeah um so yeah that's, that's mine i guess i would want to have to collect breaths from other people but you know it is what it is so <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that's a little rough but yeah, yeah. Um, Zach so you had the same one you want to change your answer you want to defend it
2: um, no <laughs> I'll just shout out another Brandon Sanderson magic system that I really like and that's the Emperor's Soul a short story that he wrote yeah. and that's basically just using stamps and carving them to mm-hmm. kind of alter the, the soul of an object and maybe even potentially a person so I thought that was really nice yeah. interesting Um, magic system based off a short story that he wrote
1: it's basically coding
0: you know if you're if you're working
1: in ai yeah
0: yeah essentially and that i mean that is one of the best short stories too oh my gosh Mm -hmm. so good very good i
1: i should reread that now that we're talking about it
0: yeah Um, all right
1: Uh, my the magic system I chose. I went outside of Brandon Sanderson for some reason. You know, I know he's got a lot of great shit, but um, <laughs> I went with Patrick Rothfuss, my guy who's never going to finish his books, King Killer Chronicles. Mm, classic. I love, I love sympathy. I love um, artificery. I, I even love naming. You know, I thought it. You know, it's a very slow burn with naming in that book series. Um, but I just think it's really fun and really, really well thought out. And I like the way that Patrick Rothfuss writes it. I think he does it in a very clever way. So
0: if only we had a third book that described more about the naming principles and how it works, that would (laughs) be really handy dandy. (laughs) That'd
1: be nice. Maybe someday.
0: So you even like how Patrick uh, writes the power of love too the magic of love?
1: Oh, my God. No, (laughs) as far as men writing women, he's probably he's probably the worst.
0: Yeah, he is. But I, I
1: remember there's a scene, and this is a spoiler warning if you if you want to read these books, but the scene where he's stabbing that guy and using sympathy to like oh kill everybody in the whatever um, fortress they're in. Just so good. And and then he, he stabs him with the lightning and hits the tree. It was I was in I've read that so many times. I love that scene. And I feel like it's just perfection of his writing, of his magic system, you know.
0: I agree. That scene is electric uh, pun intended there, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that's an, that's an incredible scene. Um, That's a good answer. Um, Okay. Well, that's, that's the questions that we have just as a little introduction to us. um, We should have, you know, our first actual episode out here in the next uh, few weeks. So, so keep a lookout for that, but um, hopefully you enjoyed listening to our, our views on fantasy books and, Uh, Hopefully you're intrigued to keep listening. So uh, we'll see you next time on the hero's journey. Uh, This is the Knights of the Hardcover.